time and time again, I am spending significant amounts of effort trying to help lawyers get over their pathological fear of being heard or being seen and heard, even worse, in some kind of online fashion. Today we're going to talk about why that is important and a couple of little ways that we can help you defeat once and for all your fear of video and audio content. My name is Chris Hargraves. I am from No One Liked and Trusted, where we help lawyers and law firms design and execute pretty awesome strategies in their marketing efforts. Today we're talking about video and audio, if that wasn't immediately apparent. Now, this is, of course, audio, and I have now, at the time I'm recording this, done many, 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 many recordings just like this one. The result is that I am relatively comfortable with the medium and I have gradually become slightly less uncomfortable hearing my own voice in recordings, but it is still just as weird as it is for everyone else. However, however, when the time comes for me to talk about legal marketing strategies and in particular ways of presenting content for lawyers, I face a lot of pushback, and it's not necessarily completely considered pushback. It's just this general fear about being on audio in a way like this in a podcast or being on video, which is significantly more confronting for the majority of lawyers, because we're just not used to it. Frankly, it is to some extent the fear of the unknown, but it's also fear of looking silly or incompetent or not being seen as you actually are in real life. And these are rational, so they're not completely irrational fears, but they are also surmountable problems that we can get past. And I think ultimately it's going to help you and your firm's marketing efforts if you can do it. But it is going to take a little bit of work. It is work that is worthwhile. So let's start with that. Why is it worthwhile exploring these other mediums rather than just sticking with the good old default of articles? After all, articles tend to be better from a search engine optimization perspective. Articles are certainly more natural to us. Most lawyers consider themselves to be reasonably good writers. And so we can produce written content with a relatively high degree of comfort and we don't feel that sense of exposure that we feel if we were to put ourselves out there on, say, a podcast or on video. So if that is true, why should we even bother? Why not stick with the good old default article system rather than trying to actually get past these kinds of things? And the answer is inherent in the thing I always say, which is in the known, liked and trusted trifecta. There is effectively a sliding scale in terms of the impact that your content can have in the trust department in particular. And what we tend to find, of course, is that if people are reading something you have written, it is generally fairly devoid of personality. Now, I say that nicely, but there are a number of reasons. It is very difficult to write in a way that has a particular type of personality. That's the first reason. But Part of that difficulty comes into the style of writing we tend to embrace and default to, and 
In some cases, at least, it comes down to what a particular firm's policies may or may not allow to go out the door when it comes to written content. And so as a result, there's a half-decent chance that while you might write very good articles, people aren't getting a lot of you from them. And so what they are getting is personality-less content. It might be informative, it might be helpful, but they are not getting to know you. And it is that personal relationship factor, which is the primary differentiating issue between video or audio content and written content. In written content, then if you're very, very lucky, they might get a little bit of a flavor for the kind of person you are, and they will, of course, get information if your content is well-prepared and well-written, but they are not going to get much of a flavor of your personality, and they are not going to feel much of a significant connection with you. Whereas, once we start moving to audio and video, it is very hard to fake anything. We can't polish too much. And if we try to, we tend to look silly because lawyers are not actors. So as a result, your audio content and moving further up the scale, your video content is a much higher impact piece of content when it comes to the known, liked and trusted trifecta. If people can hear your voice, then they will get a much better idea of what you're like because you will, to some extent at least, be speaking off the cuff. Even if you're reading a script, which I don't necessarily recommend, but even if you are, that at least gives a greater degree of connection. If you're speaking, they will get the feeling they are getting to know you. Whereas if they are reading an article, it is much harder to do so in a style that gives people that opportunity. Video, of course, is further up the scale. Again, where people can both see and hear you. And unless you're particularly good at the deep fake technology, it's going to be much more authentically you once you get past some of these fears and it starts looking a little more natural on the camera. That does take a little bit of work and that's what we're getting into. But by and large, if people can see and hear you, or at the very least hear you, you are delivering a piece of content that is more likely to develop a personal connection with the listeners, even in circumstances where they're not necessarily actively commenting and being responded to in the format that you are giving, say, in a webinar or something like that. So that is the reason I think that this style of content is good and at the very least should be part of your content mix. The problem, of course, is the enormous number of objections that come up when it comes to producing this kind of content. The first, at least historically, used to be a tech barrier objection. I don't really buy that anymore. People used to be concerned that it was hard to set up the necessary technology to do video or audio content. That might have been the case 10 or so years ago, but by now, if you can't find a six-step tutorial by Googling it on how to set up a podcast studio or a video studio, or for that matter, just learn how to press the record button on your phone, then I don't think you're trying hard enough to actually get into the game. So the tech barrier is easily surmountable and is not a good excuse, at least not compared to some of the others. The next thing, and I think the dominant thing that tends to be the concern, is that we like hiding behind the safety of a written piece of work. If we can write something, we're not exposed to ridicule, we're not exposed to the potential for adverse personal commentary, and we're not having to think on the fly like we might be, say, in a live webinar or perhaps in some kind of recorded thing where we don't have the opportunity to take 57 different takes. 
We're a lot more exposed and we can't do draft and redraft and polish and check and have someone else check and then have it reread and then run it through a committee and all those things that make us feel safe that the thing going out the door is going to be of high quality. So how can we approach that particular concern? The first is this. It is unlikely on any given occasion that what you are going to say is going to be monumentally awful. By and large, you're not going to be doing something, accepting something, saying yes to something or producing something if you don't have a degree of confidence that what you can produce is at the very least going to be accurate from an informative point of view. So that is the first comfort I guess I would offer, which is you probably know the topic well enough. You're not going to just say something that is completely and totally wrong. And if you are prepared to a sidestep or avoid topics that you are not expert in, then you have a greater degree of comfort there as well. But what about the concern, and probably the biggest one I think is what this is, that you will sound, that is the tone of your voice or look, that is how you appear on camera, just not natural because it is an unnatural forum. It's like the first time you stood in court to do any form of advocacy. It's like the first time you stood up to do a presentation. All those sorts of feelings come in, and as a result, it can feel a little bit foreign. That is, you don't necessarily appear on camera the way you would if you and I just were having a discussion. And the truth is, the solution to that is to practice, by which I mean pick up the phone and record something really short say a few words, and then watch it back, see what happened. It doesn't need to be over formal. Heck, I would even stay away from necessarily recording formal legal things at the moment because you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to deliver something of particular importance and relevance and accuracy when you do that. Just get used to the idea of picking up the phone or turning on the camera or whatever your system is and recording something. Speak to a topic you know well. If you're a gardener, speak to gardening. If you're a wine drinker, speak to wine. If you're a, an avid cycler, talk about your bicycle. Get used to the idea of speaking to the camera, if it's a camera, or speaking to the microphone, if it's a microphone, in a way that starts to sound like you. Find out what kind of note preparation will I benefit from? What kind of topics can I speak about? Run through that practice because... Once you have done that 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 times, you will start to relax. And that's really the main aim of the game, which is once you are relaxed with the medium and the concept of talking to yourself in a room, which is a strange thing that some people aren't good at, other people are, but many people aren't that good at talking to themselves effectively or talking to a camera lens. And that's what results in some of the strangeness as well as the awkwardness of the scenario. Get used to that system a little bit more until you're edging closer to the comfort level that you would be to actually post something. So what are some ideas? Rather than posting your latest award and how humbled and honored you are, what if you just did a short video about that topic instead? No legal content. It's just, hi, everyone. I just wanted to let you know I've recently been nominated for award blankety blank in the such and such a thing. I really appreciate everyone who nominated me. Thanks very much and have a great day. How hard would that be for you to do? That's a 15 second video. It's something you would otherwise be happy to write. It's not particularly complicated. What if you were to give something like that a crack? And that way you can start to become 
comfortable with the medium before you start escalating the complexity of what you're talking about. You don't need to deliver a 27-point seminar, and frankly, I wouldn't recommend it even if you were um, able to do something like that because it's a practice-makes-perfect situation. Get used to doing it. Get used to successes and posting short things on minor topics. They don't even need to be legal, and you will gradually improve over time. So, my next tip then, don't over-formalize it. The more formal the scenario gets, the more awkward you will look. The brighter the lights, the more people that are standing around, the professional camera crew, these things take a lot more time to get used to for some people, particularly if you tend to be the kind of person who would prefer to stay in your room rather than see yourself on video. So try and keep it relatively informal. Sure, if you want a friend to be the one holding the camera to avoid having that particular piece of complexity as part of your system, then that's a good idea too. That way you can talk to them rather than to the camera lens, and that might make it a bit more natural for you. But don't over-formalize it. Don't over-formalize the topic. Get used to the scenario first, and then you can start escalating the complexity of the topic. That is my main tip. Be prepared to record things that you will simply delete, but do it a lot. Record a lot of things. Just get used to being in that medium, and you will gradually be hitting that comfort level to actually start posting things professionally. The last thing I would say about that, though, is don't wait until it's the most amazing, perfect, highly produced piece of content you've ever done. Have a lower threshold for when you're prepared to post something and you will be able to start getting that feedback actually from the people for whom you're trying to produce content. But do get yourself out there in that way. I know it's uncomfortable for a lot of people, but it is important and it does make a material difference to your ability to succeed in your content marketing campaign. Okay, so get over your fears on this topic. It's a window of opportunity still for a little while, at least amongst lawyers, where not a lot of people are doing it. So you can use it as a differentiation opportunity. But that time is closing. That window is starting to shut as more and more people get into that game and the area becomes more and more saturated. So if you need help doing it or you need help with any of your other marketing strategies, you can reach out to me at knowandlikedandtrusted.com.au. That's all for today. I'll see you next time.